everybody, Stephen Dan Fouts here, and we're teaching different with Helen Keller today and the theme of cooperation. Here's the quote, alone we can do little, together we can do so much. Now this idea of cooperation, you know, isn't something that students have heard for the first time, right? We expect them to learn how to cooperate with others. And, and as you're younger and in school, we're providing all kinds of skill-based lessons and practice that, that really get them to see what it's like to work with other people and to be in a situation where you're responsible for a final product and the final product gets, gets associated with multiple people, right? And right. if you don't work with people, you're not going to get anything accomplished. So cooperation is definitely something that students are used to as and, far as a theme. And I was just going to say, cooperative learning is an actual type of instruction and professional development that teachers give. So it's very well established. Exactly. So what would you say, you know, the claim she's making in this quote is? Well, she's saying that it's all about cooperation. If, if you want to be successful, if you want to accomplish things, we can, quote, do so much uh, together. So she's definitely falling on the side of... One plus one yeah, equals three. Right, is the, is the cliche. Exactly. And, you know, thinking about this conversation in class, I'm thinking about examples that students might bring up. Um, group projects, it, which was kind of alluded to already, is definitely something you want to put into the conversation if they don't do it themselves. You have to rely on people to produce a, a product. And, and a lot of times that works, right? So you, at this point, you, you'll want to ask the kids in the conversation, what is an example when you've maybe worked with people in a team or in a group where you were able to accomplish something great? You know, there's, there's a, a different teams in the school, not just athletic teams, but, you know, you have debate teams, you have clubs and organizations, key club, National Honor Society, where you're doing things as a group and you're accomplishing great things. Right. And you're also with your friends, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, when, when you're with your friends, either inside or outside of school, you're doing things as a group. And it might be interesting to fish out some experiences of when you worked with your friends towards something where everyone kind of had a role to play. And I was also just thinking about community service work, either through um, students' churches or through some other mechanism where they're doing work outside in the community with other people. So they're, they're going to come up with a lot of different life experiences right. where it's going to make this claim have a lot of weight behind it. And for sure, you're going to get some pushback by some students who are going to point out that, yeah, cooperation sounds good, you know, working with other people because you can accomplish a lot. But it also makes it harder to accomplish things sometimes because what's introduced when you get people together and working together you know, social dynamics, mm -hmm. you know, whether or not you like or dislike somebody in your group can just ruin a productive environment in class. And a lot of students are, are more self-reliant. You know, they're more independent. 
they get tired of having other students not pull their weight in these situations where students just some students just wait and watch someone do all the work and then they'll take credit for it and students who are are, are hard workers and really dutiful are going to resent that and they're going to argue that really independent work and doing things on your own is more productive than having to right. bring people into it especially like the introverted students who get their energy from working alone not working in groups groups are emotionally exhausting to have to accommodate so many different personalities and styles of learning you know give me an hour alone and i'll come up with a, a great um, idea all by myself so th that has a lot of legitimacy and I, I was also thinking about teachers we can connect with this quote as well i mean we've all been in faculty meetings where we're expected to work together to lesson plan or to come up with some sort of idea and we're looking exactly. around and we're like okay uh, this isn't the best use of our time i just want 30 minutes by myself yeah i know I'll, what i'm I, doing I know what i need to do not that you don't value right. your colleagues opinions and your the feedback but it's a practical issue a lot you know sometimes it's just more efficient to get things done on your own right so th this could this is a, a great example of a conversation where I think it's really important to put in as a teacher your own opinions and perspectives so that the kids see you as a collaborative partner in the conversation. I think they would really appreciate that, especially with this one. So when you're ready to wrap up the conversation, uh, use this essential question to get the students really reflecting. How do we know if working with others will make us better off. Right now, I think that question really can help students think about the times when working alone is better and the times where working with others is necessary and, and, and better. And, and that's an important question to ask yourself before you decide. And this essential question, remember, is going to be important to close down the conversation, as Steve alluded to, but also be thinking about how you can use this in your regular curriculum. And I, I, my mind immediately gravitates towards um, a, in a social studies context where let's say you're studying social movements and you want to look at Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton and the women's movement. You could bring this question up and essentially tell the kids, all right, here's an essential question. We're going to study about Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and you're going to devise an answer to this essential question based on their perspective, based on what you learn about them. And that way, you're kind of bringing the historical figures alive a little bit, right? You're getting them to consider the same kinds of essential questions that you are thinking about. The other obvious example would be something like the civil rights movement and talking about how when, when people mobilize together, how they can accomplish things in government and changing laws. And it might also be interesting to come up with, again, in the social sciences, come up with some historical figures who did things unilaterally, you know, did things yeah. without others. They actually went against the advice of a group 
or, you know, the presidency, you know, when the president uh, takes certain actions that go against what Congress believes is the right way to act. Yeah, so, Just things so like you, that. As th this question, if you present it at different times in your course, you could encourage the kids to see that people in history come to different answers to this essential question, just as they might come to different answers to it. So the, the essential question, again, it, it brings your curriculum alive a little bit and really internalizes the, the learning. Okay, so that's Teaching Different with Helen Keller this week and the theme of cooperation. We'll have another good one for you next week. And take care, everybody, for now. All right, bye-bye.